Hey everyone, it's your GM Thomas. Before we get started with this issue, I want to apologize for the very long hiatus we went on. To be honest, the issue you're about to hear got mangled by Zoom recordings and our backup recordings were no help either. This, coupled with a spike in my depression, led to many, many months without an issue from us. I struggled for a long time trying to decide how to best handle this and finally settled on what you're about to hear. I took the best pieces of audio I could gather from what was left and dubbed in some scene direction for good measure. Thank you for sticking with us, and I hope you enjoy this issue of Paradigm Academy. Cover. A fish tank designed to look like a classroom is in shambles, with tipped-over desks and papers floating everywhere in the water. Fish versions of our heroes cower in the corner, as Landontis and Roctopus peer in through the glass menacingly. The tagline reads, These young heroes just landed themselves in some hot water. This is issue 8 of Paradigm Academy, Getting Schooled. The issue begins with Landontis and Roctopus attacking the young students in the quad of Paradigm Academy as Kai Wen and Hamilton rush out of the cafeteria. Uh, Kai Wen, uh, ever the Boy Scout, would look to the senior student here for for uh, for the cue to take, whether to go get help or to immediately act. So his head swivels and looks towards Hamilton. We we, we doing this? You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and. Kai Wen uh, gets a little smile on his face, like a little wry trickster smile, uh, pulls out his two chopsticks, and with a flash, uh, he has his halberd in his hands and also has like this kind of like half archaic uh, armor uh, armor on one side of his uh, body, but his whole body's like gleaming with this kind of like evervescent uh, kind of natural glow. Um, the, this representing his uh, mythic ar- uh, mythic weapons and his divine armor. Yeah, let's go. That's fucking dope. And then he uh, uh, lets you go first, because Ableton's uh, not not too good at getting up there very well. He's <laughs> he's kind of timid. He's he's every time he has, he's get got beat up real good. So he's gonna like start, but then like wait for you. <laughs> okay, if this is okay, I think I like to let some of um. When Kai Wen has the Spear of the Monkey in him, and he's, like, manifesting his powers, he gets more of that trickster, more reckless nature inside of him, as opposed to his more traditional side. So, he, he, uh, if it's Oreo of you, he's going to kind of, like, maybe sense that you're a little hesitant. So, he is going to try to use his halberd and kind of, like, spin. And his third ability from his playbook, the legacy, is, uh, like, uh, I think it's like, essentially, he's super strong. Uh, let's see, what's it called? Mythic Might, yes. So he is going to spin around on his heels, and he's going to take the flat side of his halberd and, like, press it against the small of your back and fling you into the fight. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and so he's... Hamilton is not gonna withsta- not gonna fight that at all, and when he gets launched, he's gonna... 
turn into his because he doesn't he he's been learning that he doesn't have to eat the bugs anymore to to become these creatures he just has to study them apparently and uh so he is launched forward and he becomes his uh his amalgamation mutation and just starts throwing web all over Roctopus. Insectophore is launched into the air and attempts to tangle Roctopus in some webs, but Roctopus shreds the webs with some sick guitar riffs. You're gonna have to do a lot better than that if you're gonna take down the Roctopus! Uh, assuming that the screams and the general chaos can't be heard from inside the cafeteria... Kaiwen is going to, uh, like a Olympic athlete, kind of bolt his uh, halberd through the cafeteria window. Uh, just kind of a, like, hey, come on out here kind of thing. And charge at uh, at the uh, other one, I believe, Lundantis. Okay. Uh, I will say that's a directly engage a threat as well. I will also use my legacy move, Fight the Good Fight. And I'm going to be pulling my punches here, which means I can roll with my savior instead of my danger because that's a huge difference in bonuses so that is a nine and so the only uh the only caveat here is i can't choose to impress surprise or frighten my foe so i think i'm gonna take a take my cue here from my my good buddy hamilton uh, my new friend hamilton and just uh choose to uh resist or avoid their blows kind of like meet at equal strength Okay, yeah. So you so you let you lunge forward with your halberd and start making like wide slashes against Landontis, and Landontis just kind of catches your blade in his teeth and shakes you wildly and flings you to the side and he says <sighs> Real pointy sharp object there, bud, but uh you're gonna have to do a lot better than uh, than that if you're gonna take down this fish. Alright. Meanwhile, back in the cafeteria the rest of the team notices the commotion and leaps into action. More or less. Yeah, I'm gonna just, like, I'm gonna summon a bunch of my cats. I'm gonna go, like, full uh, magma, like, full harbinger, and just, like, bust outside. And... I think Lee gets out a quick, is, does, does this happen often? And then uh, books it after Quinn. Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Asher asks Charlie if everyone is expected to join the fight. It's like a whoever wants to go and deal with it thing. And as Charlie says that, she's like still staring at her phone. She finishes off the text that she's sending um, and then gets up. And um, I guess since Asher's the only one left, Asher's the only one that sees this. But uh like Charlie just suddenly looks completely different um like I don't think she'll ever admit this but she likes Lee's hair so now her hair looks like it has that kind of like side cut but it's like pink instead of blue like Lee's um and she has like a leather jacket and boots but it's just all an illusion but Asher doesn't know that and no one else needs to know that um (laughs) And uh, she just kind of casually, like, strolls outside to help the others with the situation. Following Charlie's casual exit, Asher begrudgingly joins the rest of our heroes outside. (laughs) I got enough on my plate, (laughs) but I guess I'm doing this. (laughs) 
All right. So, uh, so the four of you join Hamilton and Kaiwen, who are out, um, and Pontus uh, kind of kind of grins and says, "Ah, oh, look, Rocky, they're chumming the waters for us. Perfect." Can I reply to that? Sure. Okay. I'm just going to, like, walk outside, and, like, as I'm approaching, I'm going to, like, summon as much flame around myself as I possibly can, and I'm just going to to look him dead in the eye, and I'm going to say, no, it's either a fish fry or it's sushi, it's your choice. As the action begins, the team decides that Quinn is the leader, but Lee is more interested in seeing everyone's cool powers than actually fighting the villains. Asher is terrified of Quinn, and the team decides they are ill-prepared and off-balance. But Quinn marks guilty to avoid losing too much team. Because, like, this is their first day, and I'm just being like, okay, like, here's a haunted cavern, oh, and now we have to fight, like, a giant shark and an octopus with guitars. (laughs) Welcome to school! Alright, so you guys have three team in the pool. Who's doing what? I'm gonna send my cats in. Okay, so you're summoning summoning your spectral jaguars, and you're just having them attack? Yep. Okay. I'm just going to see if I can't, like, just overwhelm them. Okay, that's going to be directly engage a threat. <laughs> is it? It is. Because I'm not going in. That's how the game works. <laughs> oh, I got a ten! <laughs> So you always you always you always get like scared when <laughs> when you need to roll a thing that you're not necessarily good at, but you always seem to roll really well. My my danger is a neg too. So I'm just like freaking out or just like it's gonna be like a four. I'm gonna like I'm gonna be like, go get him, cats, and then my cats are just gonna like look at me and be like, no. <laughs> just gonna knock something off a table instead. Alright, so you <laughs> You get to choose two. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies. Impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Uh, I'm going to go with resist or avoid their blows and impress, surprise, or frighten. Okay. Are you? Who are you attacking? Are you attacking Roctopus or Landontus? So if I remember correctly, uh, Hamilton is on Roctopus, right? I wouldn't say on. I would say, like, engaged with. Okay. Then, yeah, then I'm going to go with Landontus. Okay. So yeah, there's there's just like a horde of spectral jaguars that come charging toward Landontis, and uh, Landontis kind of like uh, is taken taken off guard for a second and kind of topples over. And uh, as he as he does, uh, he falls back off of the pier and into the water. Who's next? I uh, Hamilton Hamilton wants to. Uh, he's gonna yell out to Roctopus that his his playing is just not as as stone or doom as it should be and he needs to give up so I'm gonna provoke him uh, and roll with plus superior (laughs) (laughs) oh Hamilton I think that's probably one of the meanest things you've ever said (laughs) yeah it probably is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I get a, I get I get a thirteen on that one too. Uh, okay. So what are you what are you trying to what are you trying to do? Uh, basically, I am uh, I'm gonna select they they air and we gain you gain a critical opportunity. Oh no, you got a you got a ten plus. So they rise to the bait and they do what you want. What are you trying to get them oh. to do? Oh, 
my bad. I'm trying to get them to just just to give up the guitar life because they're just they're just not that good. I'm not I'm I'm not I'm Jeez. not impressed. And <laughs> give, may, yeah, give up on your dreams. <laughs> wow, that got dark. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you. Why why Roctopus would feel this so deeply from some bug kid is beyond me, but Roctopus just kind of... Wait, can I make a suggestion? Sure. Can we just have panels of flashbacks to, like, Roctopus's parents telling him they'll never have a career with a guitar? And then then when Hamilton says this, it's just like the panel of Roctopus just, like, shatters. How deep are we cutting So... <laughs> Can I comfort or support Roctopus? So Roctopus, so Roctopus, uh, Roctopus drops his guitars and says, "You know what, man? You're right. I shouldn't be playing guitars. I should be hurling rocks." And you see the ten- you see the tentacles reach out and like grab piles of rocks and uh, and starts hurling them at you, uh, Hamilton. I need you to take a powerful blow, please. I love that he is, in fact, it's still Roctopus. I got a six. Well, that's good for taking a powerful blow. Uh, you weather the blow. Or, uh... Here we go. Sorry. On a miss, you stand strong. Mark potential as normal and say how you weather the blow. So, how are you surviving being pelted by a bunch of rocks? Uh, as they are... Uh just about to hit me i encase my body in a uh, in a bright uh multicolored light like just a, a rainbow light just starts erupting and just destroying the rocks that 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 come in contact with me awesome all right who's up next quick question uh sorry where are these screaming kids are they are they okay or like uh, they're currently sheltering under like the big tree in the quad with uh, dandelion so they're 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 out of harm's way for now um, how big is Roctopus? Like, how tall is he? He's like a like a very large octopus. So I would say, like, standing on on his tentacles, he's probably like he's probably like six or seven feet tall. Cool. Then I would like to shape shift and become a foot taller than him, <laughs> and <laughs> um, try to. I don't think they've done this before, but, like, try to grow, like, a couple more arms to try to hold back the tentacles. Okay. I mean, that doesn't sound like, uh, unless you have, like, a specific goal in mind for the tentacles, it doesn't sound like overcoming an obstacle or reshaping your environment or extending your senses. I mean, I guess it's reshaping your body. Yeah, like, my big goal is, like, intimidation and get him to stop throwing rocks. Okay. Yeah, then directly engage. Great. Okay. Well, my danger isn't negative, so. Well, that's a three. <laughs> First roll. Um, uh, so um, you grow a little taller, and you're um, you try to do you try to do the uh, the like creating tentacles, and like your arms just kind of split in half, but they don't actually like form tentacles. You just have like half hands now, like your hands are split in half, and your <gasps> arms are split in. half. And uh, I'd like you to mark insecure, please. Uh, okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, this is just real weird and uncomfortable. Uh, um, and uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so who's next? <laughs> Trying to be cool, it failed. So, body horror aside, can I use my psychic weapon to, like, make a net and throw it over Roctopus? Sure. That sounds, like, directly engaging. Hey, that's a nine. Okay. So, uh, I'm assuming you're choosing to... Uh, could I use a team to assist to get that up to a ten? Sure, what would you like to... Uh, hey, super strong, uh, weird weaponry. I just, uh, kind of, like, grab onto the lower half and hold them in place. Okay, so you get to choose two. Okay, um, I'd like to create an opportunity for my allies and resist or avoid their blows. Mirage casts her psychic net over Roctopus, causing him to flash back to his days as a lowly cephalopod in the ocean and freeze. This gives Monkey Prince a chance to leap in and assist Mirage in locking Roctopus down in the net. Roctopus is actually down for the count. However, you do hear the rumblings of the water uh, just over the edge of the pier as... Landontis comes flying back out of the water, this time accompanied by a uh, sentient, uh, like a water weird, like a water elemental, high tide. And uh, Landontis charges toward uh, Calico, who was the one who, uh, who, who sent him tumbling over the pier with her spectral jaguars. And uh, he is going to attempt to chomp down on Calico. Asher says she'd like to leap in and defend Quinn, and rolls a nine. I'd like to add one I don't, to make it I don't, a full head. Can you can you Is assist that, on a roll that's to defend yourself? I don't think there's a roll explicitly disallowing it, so I guess it's GM call there. There's no roll this is a dog can't play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's not in the rule book, then... <laughs> I guess we have to allow it. Now. It's not in the rule book. Okay. Okay, so uh So Asher, describe for me how you're defending Quinn from Landontis. Asher uses her seismic powers to cause an eruption of earth to spring up in Landontis's path. And then how do you, how do you assist with the the defense, Calico? Can we say that I can like slow him down by just emitting like so much heat that he actually just like doesn't bite down on me until the wall is up? Okay. Comic book science. Sure. <laughs> Either that or I could suck out some of his life. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, we, see, we get a panel of Landontis uh, running directly into this, uh, into this wall of rocks and tumbling to the ground. Um, Landontis is down. And all that's left is high tide. You all watch as High Tide, this this being made entirely out of water, just raises its appendages. It doesn't really have, like, hands, so to speak, just, like, kind of pseudopod-like appendages, raises them, and the uh, there there's a massive tidal wave that begins to form behind it, uh, and it is coming directly for Paradigm Academy. What do you all do? Uh, doesn't just as a real quick thing, doesn't Asher also get like a thing? Oh yeah, that's me? right. Uh, so you get to add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear condition. I don't think you have any conditions, so 
certainly possible. Uh, so, uh, who hasn't gone yet? I think everyone has done something. So, Charlie. No, I did the net thing. Oh, that's right. Also, I have nothing against the tidal wave. Like, my thing is probably just going to be to make fun of the high <laughs> tide until they cried or something. Pulling a Hamilton? <laughs> so I could probably do something against this. What do you got? Um, so I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do a dumb. Dumbs are good. <laughs> I'm going to eat his soul. Why is it always your move to eat people's souls? <laughs> He's trying to destroy the school. I don't want to eat like all of it, just like a little bit. Oh, just like a tiny nibble. Just like a treat. <laughs> Calico can have a little bit of soul as a treat. Okay, that sounds like directly engaging a threat. <laughs> God. You set yourself up for this. I need a seven. Okay, so you can resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. And because it's on a seven and nine, do I only get one or do I get two? I think I just get you one. You get one. Uh, then I'm going to take something from them. I'm going to take their fucking consciousness. Okay. Uh, so the, uh, the tidal wave is just about to reach the shore. What does it look like when Quinn eats this high tide soul? <laughs> uh, so I kind of have it in my head that it's like a very mystical moment where I kind of like charge towards it, leaving like a trail of flame. Like I charge towards the bay, leaving like a trail of flame behind me. And then I just kind of do this like, the epic, like, hand back, and then I just kind of, like, launch my hand forward, and this, like, fiery red, like, with, like, that stream of bright orange in the center, as it's, like, burning ultra hot, hits, uh, hits high tide, and, like, it just racks his entire form, and it's, like, these bits of steam and, like, coals burning inside of him. And then I just kind of, like, start to pull, like, energy out of him. And I start to pull, like, his life out of him. But only until he passes out. Uh, so we, uh, we see all this happen. And, um, yeah, it looks like the Surf and Turf gang have been thwarted in their attempts to take over Paradigm's uh, island. You all look over and you see the children who were part of the little like show with dandelion and they're all clapping and cheering and, and shouting, um, excitedly. Uh, Hamilton is gonna push onto his little, uh, wristwatch that he created and, uh, his, his playlist is going to start playing out loud and then he's going to like start shooting, uh, some, some bright, colorful lights into the air to, to entertain the children to, to be like, hey, you know, we did it. Yeah, woo! Just making sure that they continue to keep that upbeat spirit. And don't freak out about the the, the taking of people's souls and shit like that, you know? <laughs> don't freak out. Don't freak out. She only ate part of his soul. <laughs> I mean, it was that or I let innocents die. And if innocents get hurt, then that's like your one of my doomed thing? things. <laughs> she says quietly. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, well, uh, 
Can I do it? Can you do? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> um, Charlie looks over at uh Kaiwen and it's just like, thanks for the assist. Kaiwen is uh like picking up his halberd uh, detangled from the psychic net, and nods back. Yeah. Uh, cool team up. Are you doing anything this weekend? I think I have like. A session with my family training, but other than that, no. So there's this party. Uh, give me your number. I'll text you the details. Oh yeah, sure. Just yeah, pulls out his notepad, writes off his number, tears it out, hands it over. Uh, he does ask. So what was that thing with the that uh Quinn did with the water? Because I haven't I haven't seen oh. him reform yet she just like drained some life energy from him he's fine (laughs) wait 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 life energy (laughs) like she killed him no he's not dead he's just out so it's temporary she can explain it better yeah it's temporary we don't we don't kill on the on the team or in school or ever. Huh. Uh, I think Lee comes over and is like shrunk back down to normal size and like normal limbs and is like, you, you guys were, were cool in this, this fight. They weren't they. And Lee was not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Lee was horrifying. Yeah, Lee did not do great. Uh, can, can I be an asshole for a quick second? Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to use my uh, share a triumphant celebration uh, with my team here. And I am going to uh, make the remark. Yeah, you guys are pretty good. I mean, like, uh, maybe a bit more training, a little more discipline, and you can get on my level. But honestly, I think we pulled something really cool off. Hamilton is going to come back, still shooting (laughs) lights, and be like, yo, you're that good? I mean... I got the scars to prove it, but... Oh, oh uh, I don't have scars. I, it, it just heals up when stuff happens and I can... But, yo, you guys show me your skills, okay? That that thing that you yeah, did you want the launching chicken. me and then... Yeah, oh, you, I get, mm. So, when I share a triumphant celebration with someone, I can tell them whether I see them as an equal. If I do, they gain. I give them influence and I mark potential. But if I don't... Then I shift superior up and any other label down. Are you able to do that to two people, or are you just picking one of us? Actually, yeah, actually, that's a good question. Is do I have to like yeah, specifically? I need single to know who someone? that's directed yeah. at. Yeah, I think. Well, <laughs> I think that I think that since you're since you're telling them they're not on your level, it doesn't really matter who you're. I mean, you you decide who specifically you're targeting, but it, it affects your labels, right? You're shifting your own. Yeah, it's shifting own. my label, but okay. but narratively, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess since yeah, technically. Uh, Echo was the one who failed their their role to in the fight. It would be more directed at Echo. Okay. Yeah, that would that would hit hard. Because if that was directed at me, Charlie was about to talk some shit and lose your number. But it's fine now. It's fine. It's fine. Now. <laughs> it's fine now. So I'm gonna Everything shift my superior up to two, and I'll shift uh, my mundane down to negative one uh zero sorry zero he's getting a little bit of a big head just just a little just a little 
you know, someday, like, the guy who made the octopus cry and, like, the girl who, like, launched a shark into the bay and also, like, ripped the soul out of a living tsunami, someday you'll be on my level. Someday. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, you. Yeah, you were awesome. With, like, the wakong and the shaking. (laughs) I didn't say stop. (laughs) So, um... As you all as you all are sharing this celebration, uh, the adults are cleaning are cleaning up the mess. As now as now, uh, some of the adult heroes have shown up to like actually secure the villains and take them to the proper authorities. And uh, we see off in the distance two figures approaching. Uh, figures who had who had been in the office. Uh, while you all were in your uh, high tide is just in a mason jar, yeah. Uh, two figures who had been in the office while you all were on your orientation uh, sort of uh, tour, and uh, it's Richard, who is uh, Asher's sort of guardian, and uh, Mu Long, who is Kai Wen's mom. Uh, Richard walks over to Asher and says, uh, Oh, damn, you did you did all right, Boyle. Yep, I definitely did not nearly saw myself. I definitely didn't do that. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> well, uh, so you like it here? I think, I think I can, yeah. It's better than, you know, back there yeah i would say so um so you uh you want to stay here then yeah and like asher like for the first time kind of says that with confidence as opposed to like the the giant dork she's been the whole session yeah i think i do yeah yeah excellent well, I've got it all sorted out with the uh, with the principal, so uh, you you can uh, you can live here on the island, and I'm just glad you're away from there. Do they know? Do I have to tell them? I think that's uh, that's up to you. I think I think it's something that you need to decide uh, when is the right time, but I don't think it's I don't think it has to be now. All right. Well, uh, I'll I'll be in town if you need me. I'm I'm not going anywhere. So, uh, and he kind of pulls out a piece of paper and scribbles down an address and hands it to you. Arthur takes immediately. Just solve it in our pocket. You take care of yourself, all right. And if you ever need anything, just let me know. Asher goes. Thanks, Richard, and... Oh, fuck. And she just kind of shakes her head as she goes to join the rest of the team. And Richard just just kind of stands there and, and watches for, for a moment before he turns and heads toward the ferry. And uh, then we cut, we cut to uh, Mu Long, who approaches Kai Wen in a very different manner. Um... She she is looking like very very like uptight and stern, and she says, 
Kaiwen, I watched you from a distance. You let your guard down way too much. Ah, oh, you saw that. Okay. Um. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have uh, quite a few rounds of sparring this weekend. So don't make any plans. Oh, don't don't make a double time. And uh, she she is as she's saying this. She looks she's looking like past you, at Lee. And she she's kind of stumbles over her words for a second and does a double take. And squints her eyes. No, it can't. It can't be. Sorry, I'm. I thought you were somebody else. Lee's definitely been like paying attention to this, but like trying to look casual and like looking at other stuff. Um, but then, like, what's there was an actual like direct address. Uh, they like actually like look Mulong full in the face, and like they they, the filter just doesn't happen, and they're just like. Oh my god, you got old. Kaiwen takes a step back. What? Paradigm Academy is produced, edited, and GM'd by Thomas Fleming. Asher, aka Temple Bar Warrior, is played by Maria Fanning. Charlie, aka Mirage, is played by Vanessa Haas. Hamilton, aka Insectivore, is played by Doc Feelgood. Kaiwen, aka Monkey Prince, is played by Yu Sai. Lee, a.k.a. Echo, is played by Elliot Peterson. And Quinn, a.k.a. Calico, is played by Weaver Randolph. You can find links to all of our social media, as well as our Discord server, in the show notes. Our theme music was created by Jeremy Borders. Masks A New Generation was created by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Thank you for listening to this issue of Paradigm Academy. We'll see you next time. Can the rest of us hear this? Uh, yeah, as this is all going on, you are you are hearing loud shouting and um, seeing the the sparkles coming off of Kaiwen's uh, armor and weapons. Uh, the sure <laughs> thing I'm calling it. Calm down. Uh, the di- divine glow. Uh, effectively, you're yeah, seeing the divine glow <laughs> coming off of Kaiwen's armor and weapon. Uh, yeah, so you you all see you all kind of notice there's a commotion going on outside. What do you do? I'm Russian. Not like Russian, but like You're not Russian. I'm rushing outside <laughs> like I'm going for it. You Russian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a Russian, no. <laughs> <laughs>